This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here we go. Got to get that Christmas shopping started if you haven't already. Uh, one item you might want to avoid buying for your kids, though, is the dancing cactus that uh, sings about cocaine and uses swear words. This is a toy that was being sold on Walmart's website, Jim. Don't mm. laugh. Story from uh, CTV News Toronto. Walmart pulls children's toy that swears and sings in Polish about doing cocaine off its website. <laughs> a, uh, a grandmother, a Polish grandma living in the Toronto area, uh, noticed something a little weird when she purchased this dancing cactus for her daughter or her granddaughter. When I started listening to this song and I heard the words, I was in shock. I didn't know, like, what is this? Some kind of joke? Yeah, so if you don't speak Polish, apparently uh, you wouldn't notice anything was wrong. Yeah, sure. When you do speak Polish, uh, your jaw drops. It's about taking five grams of cocaine and being alone. Um, Something about he doesn't care. He lost the house already. There's nothing to live for. Very depressing song. Yeah. Wow, that's heavy for the kids, eh? If they speak Polish, absolutely. Yeah, you have a little sample of the song there. Yeah, I think so. Cypress is the name of the uh, the Polish rapper whose song is used for this this dancing cactus. Okay, well, I, I don't know which is which are the swear words, so maybe we shouldn't play <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. We apologize to our Polish listeners this morning. Um, it sounds fairly upbeat, given the subject matter. I just, I don't, don't understand the connection. Like, what do cactuses have to do? Like, how did this even happen? Well, it's, it's billed as an educational toy, so it sings songs in three different languages, apparently. Okay, and, but you think, like, it'd be wheels on the bus or something, right? Uh-huh, not cocaine and... There's nothing to live for. <laughs> not a, not a song you want playing for your kids. Um, the the rapper had no idea his song was being used. He says he plans on suing the manufacturer of the toy. Not so fast. I think you put this on your website. They're selling selling at your merch booth. This is a collaboration. I mean, obviously it was sketchy to begin with, but now that you got the publicity, as long as you say it is not for children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be college students buying it up. The store is swearing words and talking about cocaine. This is not what I ordered for Jesse. <laughs> the song, obviously, w- terrible. Like, I mean, for kids. But the cactus dancing is amazing. It's pretty cute. It is. Yeah. 26 bucks. It, probably now that Walmart has pulled them off their website, they're going to be a hot commodity, right? Everyone's yeah. going to want the, the dancing cocaine cactus <laughs> to add to their collection. Just don't give it to your kids. Mm-hmm. According to researchers, this is science, alcohol can actually improve a man's performance in bed. <laughs> is this news? I think it's just you got to find the sweet spot. There's a fine line, right? Yeah, because we all know what happens with whiskey. You, when get, you drink too much. You get whiskey ding dong. Yeah, yeah, you can't perform at all. But if you have a certain amount, you can, you can last longer, right? Plus lose a little bit of ambitions. You know, you're a little more confident. Yeah. Inhibition's out the window. Mm-hmm. But that whiskey ding-dong, you get that. She'll it's, throw you out the window. It's game over. <laughs>
Suddenly, it's like you're trying to cram a marshmallow into a piggy bank. Jesus. (laughs) And that's just no fun for anybody. No, have you ever tried to get a marshmallow in a piggy bank? (laughs) No, but I can picture it real. (laughs) I can picture the analogy real well. Yeah, I think that's the description. (laughs) So the the experts are saying that having a drink raises your nitric oxide levels, which widens blood vessels and improves circulation. And circulation is very important to one certain area for males Mm. when they are uh, planning on getting it on. As we all know. It's important for both males and females, actually, which is why Viagra actually works for women to a certain extent as well. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, so. gets, it gets the motor running for both uh, both partners there. Plus, uh, plus a few drinks. Uh, everybody looks a little better. Right. That's a phenomenon that's true as well. Moderate drinkers have an 18% lower risk of impotence. That's Let me say that again. Moderate. Moderate. <laughs> Moderate drinking. Now you're wondering what that is. (laughs) Described as up to six beers or six glasses of wine. A day, right? In a week, Jim. I mean, come on. Wow. That puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, what am I then? Well, if An you extremist? Keep, if you keep up what you're doing, you're going to be a marshmallow. <laughs> Grammy-nominated Foo Fighters, Making a Fire. That song is up for Best Rock Performance. The nominations for the Grammys came out yesterday. Uh, they're going up against the Deftones, uh, Black Pumas, who I'm not that familiar with, but I'm going to look into now, ACDC, Shot in the Dark, Best Rock Performance nominee, and Chris Cornell, Nothing Compares to You, is in there as well. That's from uh, his album, uh, his his album that came out after he passed away. No one sings like you anymore. And it's uh, that is a great. He sings that song, man. Arguably better than Sinead O'Connor did. I'd say. I love that version. And the Grammys love this kind of stuff, right? After someone yeah. dies, they. They give posthumous them, awards. You got it. But isn't this song, am I mistaken that this is like 10 years old or am I thinking of something else? Well, this version of it isn't. The, the album must have been released and this was on it, but I've well, heard he, a recording of this He had an song. acoustic album where he performed this song. Okay, okay. And he's performed this song live on TV shows and radio. Yeah, yeah. In the past. But this is this reworked version for this album. No One Sings Like You Anymore, Volume 1, is what's nominated for Best Rock Performance. The album is also nominated for Best Rock Album. So is ACDC's Power Up, Black Pumas, Capital Cuts, Live from Studio A, Foo Fighters, Medicine at Midnight, and Paul McCartney's McCartney 3 uh, for Best Rock Album. And that's about it, folks, for... Rock and roll artists that I've heard of. Um, <laughs> or any artists. <laughs> yeah, I I am so glad I work at a rock and roll radio station, and I don't have to pretend to like uh, Little Nas X or Do- Doja Cat. Because you do get trapped sometimes in this old business. Well, I know. I, I can think of a guy right now. He's like in his 50s, I think, now, and he's got to pretend to get excited when the new Taylor Swift song comes out. He's a Swifty. Oh, Taylor Swift's got a new song. Can't wait to play it for you. <laughs> All right, 50-year-old man. <laughs> Nothing creepy about that. Mm. 
<laughs> and then you look at the number of people that worked on these these songs. Like Jim, you're just looking at uh, who's nominated for for Justin Bieber's camp. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm looking at you know compared to best rock album uh, on the list for uh, uh, ACDC's Power Up is ACDC. That's who's being credited yeah, the, on it. The guys in the band. Yeah. Justin Bieber's album, who I got nothing against, but it's like three paragraphs of people. You got Bieber, you got Beam, you got Benny Blanco. I can't even, like, there's there's probably 90 names behind this. Like, some of these people, like Chance the Rapper, appear on the on the album, sure. The Baby, Dominic Fike, but Little Uzi Vert, all these people. But do they all get a Grammy? Were they all writing? Did it take 40 people to write one song? Really, look at it. I, I haven't counted, but it looks like 100 names. Yes, it like must 100 be. people helped put that album together. ACDC, it was five guys. Yeah. I want to see you peacock. Time for sports. It's Taz and Jim and Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Free agency on in Major League Baseball right now. And talk about living the dream. I, just being able to play baseball for a living is the dream. But then when you start talking about the money these guys are making, it's insane. It's crazy. And Wander Franco is about to sign a record deal in the major leagues. Now, it's not the largest deal ever. However, when you consider he is 20 years old and has less than a full year service time, the 11-year, $182 million contract of guaranteed money is a record for a player with less than a year service time. There is an option as well that could bring this deal up to two hundred. $123 million. So imagine being 20 years old and knowing you are guaranteed at the very least $182 million. I would be dying three years into that contract if I had that kind of money. <laughs> Can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, nice knowing you, everybody. I would also like to see like a GPS put on all the top earning athletes and then you, you like do a chart of how much they've moved around on the field, how long they've ran, how much their heart rate was going. And just like break it down to see how much money these baseball guys are making based on like how hard they're working out there. I know it's a difficult sport, but it's not like they're running around for 90 minutes. They're not taking hits. They're not getting fouled. Like You think it's one of the easier sports is what you're saying, Jim. Skill-wise, maybe not. It's hard to hit a fastball from one of these guys, but like they're not sweating that much is what I'm saying. Wander Franco is a shortstop. He, uh, Who's he play a- for? He plays for Tampa Bay, so he was an absolute uh, monster. He only played about like you know seventy games there on there in for uh, for the uh, Rays, maybe a little bit more than seventy games. But about that, he didn't play enough to be really uh, in strong consideration for Rookie of the Year. But he was the top prospect going into last season, and he lived up to the hype when he got to the majors. It's a really smart deal for Tampa Bay because it's Tampa; they can't afford anybody, so they don't give out contracts like this every day. If they had let him accrue a couple years service time, I mean, this is a guy that really should be signing $300 million contracts. So he's, you know, he's cashing in because you never know what happens in life. So it's a smart deal for Tampa, really. It's a good deal for him because he can sign another contract after this. But it's Tampa Bay. They never do something like this, which is also kind of what makes this so notable. Who's headlining boots and hearts, Jim? Shania Twain, heard of her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shania, that's it? Don't impress me much. Oh, snap. <laughs> How's it feel, Shania? <laughs> that one's for Brad Pitt. Yeah.
That'll be fun for country music fans. Yeah, that's a that's a big get. I mm-hmm. don't know. Like, I don't know if she performs that often. I know she she's, she did an arena tour about five years ago because my mom went. She was on cloud nine. Moms and aunts are going to be going wild for this news. Oh, buddy. Start a, put a booth outside that just sells jean and leather jackets and maybe some wine. I think you could get away with a, a leather pants booth oh, as well. Yep, yep. You know, the aunts, aunts and moms always have their party pants. That they bust out like once every two, three years. Usually a pair of white jeans or like a colorful pair of, of leather pleather pants, like a, <laughs> like a red or a burgundy mm-hmm. pleather <laughs> the, the, pant. The burgundy, yeah. <laughs> the dark red. Honey, where are, you, where are my party pants? <laughs> Shania is playing at Boots and Hearts. I'm going with my sister Carol. I can't get on. I think my pants shrunk. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you got Shania playing that one. And then we made the announcement yesterday. Start.ca rocks the park in London, Ontario, being headlined by the one and only Alanis Morissette. That's going to be fun. I I always enjoy a good misheard lyric. And when we were getting ready to make this announcement yesterday, I was playing that clip that we just heard. And Jim, you made me laugh out loud here. I just want to play. This is a lyric that Jim did not, because I was singing along with it. And and you were like, oh, is that what it is? Yes, yeah. I I had that lyric completely wrong. So this is the part of the song you're a little confused by. The cross I bear that you gave to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you bear a cross. It's like, it's like somebody a, puts a burden on you. Yeah. It's a biblical reference. Right. The cross I bear that you gave to me. What did you think the lyric was? I thought it was. Now, mind you, this song came out when I was in grade five, I think. Uh-huh. It was a huge song. Uh, I thought it was the cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. <laughs> I thought this boyfriend... Cheaped out and bought a teddy bear for Alanis, and it was like cross. It was it was terrible. Cross-eyed bear, and she, and then he dumped her, and she's like, "Now nah, I got this stupid cross-eyed bear sitting around, reminding me of you." <laughs> when I was in grade five, like I had like girlfriends, and that's what you would give them on on Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? And Jim was always very careful to check the teddy bear's eyes before he purchased it for the girl mm-hmm. he liked. Twenty twenty vision only. He didn't want to accidentally give her a cross-eyed bear. <laughs> What's the Taz and Jim listener reaction been like to the new Team Canada hockey jerseys that they released this week, Jim? Yeah, I would say about 60% negative, 40% positive, which on the internet is a win. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some comments here. Dan says, the white one is nice. I like the flag, but the black on black I'm not into because, yeah, this is, I think, the first time there's been a uh, Canadian jersey where the jersey's black and then the maple leaf on it is black as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce says, I'm not into hockey, but these jerseys look great to me. I need a mountain bike version of the black one. It does look a little mountain bikey. Yeah. The, the black one. It, Actually, Jesse mentions that too. She says the fit is off. What is with the tapered fit on these hockey jerseys? Obviously designed by someone who has never put on a set of gear in their life. The designs are bland and uninspiring. But yeah, they do. They're like, 
They like our hockey players are obviously getting they're getting skinnier to a certain extent. Like it's a different game. Well, if you look at players from the seventies, the guys now look like they uh, they're doing a lot more uh, off the rink conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Like I like the, there was a lot more gut and black lung back in the sixties and seventies <laughs> when it came to hockey players. Oh, Phil Kessel. True, true. Yeah, Phil, yeah. Phil may have He's to have his jersey, jersey taken out. Throwback Phil Kessel. Yeah, the the classic fit. <laughs> it is uh, like one of the more more forgiving pieces of clothing that you can own. Like bigger dudes, Kevin Smith, for example, True. back when he was bigger. There was a reason he was wearing the hockey jersey. Yeah, yeah. You're a big guy, but you look like an athlete when you wear it. Totally. People think you must be in the NHL when you put it on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the uh, the Canadian pillow fighting uh, uniforms are going to look like <laughs> for the Olympics and in a couple of years because this is a possibility now pillow fighting has become a combat sport with a championship in the united states and i can see this growing to the point where they put it in the olympics <laughs> <laughs> i mean why not we like that is one sport that everybody has played in their lives everybody has had a pillow fight at some point the pfc pillow fight championship is going to be held in florida on january 29th of course it is the chief executive officer of the pfc steve williams says that it brings the drama of hand-to-hand combat without the gore of mixed martial arts or boxing so it's a family-friendly sport it's hardcore with specialized pillow it's pillows it's serious but the difference is nobody ends up getting hurt well, well, then what's the point? Then is it really a fight? How do you win then? You, I'm the assuming it would be like fencing and there must be a point system or something like that because you're probably not getting a KO or a TKO. You have to knock them off the bed? No, it's a ring. Well, that's no fun. <laughs> that would it be should cool. be a that giant be a bed. bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah or like two the, beds maybe, like American Gladiator style. You can jump back and forth. And if yeah. you knock the other person off the bed, you win. Is this going to be a new trend, though, just like Squid Game? Are ch- children's games going to be turned into like extreme versions of themselves for entertainment? I'm all in. I think so. This sounds fun. I'd like to participate. <laughs> well, start training, Jim. <laughs> you, I'm there already. You want to have a pillow fight? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they just put like a new like they have a squash court in the at the gym and then they also have a pillow fight ring beside it well yeah look out pickleball <laughs> pickleball's time may be up that was the hot sport for the last yeah. couple of years right another children's sport seemingly pillow fighting may be the the next big thing on the scene here i want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock, time for sports your peacock, with taz and jim joined by peacock, devin peacock from global news radio our sports guy Dev Connor McDavid's point streak came to an end last night. It was at 17 games, but it is uh, no more. He has just been on fire to start the season. He actually, you know, had uh, a point streak that even if you include the last season was over 20 games. Like he has just been so red hot. It's crazy. He's had two different cases this year where he has streaked through an entire team to score. He's just been unbelievable to start the season, but you can't score every single game, even if you are Connor McDavid. But it's just another example of how there is Connor McDavid and then there's everybody else. And Connor McDavid, 
He's our guy. He is going to be playing in the Olympics for Team Canada, and we now know what his uniform is going to look like. The new Team Canada jerseys were released yesterday. What are your thoughts? Three different kinds. There is a uh, white jersey with a red maple leaf. There is a red jersey with a black maple leaf, and then there's a black jersey with red stripes, sort of. I kind of I like them, sort of. I like the white jersey with the white maple leaf the most. I don't like this continued uh, you know, trying to push black into it. Like our flag is red and white. I get black is a very, you know, popular color for jerseys and for hats, and so it helps with selling merchandise. But two of the three jerseys feature a maple leaf that is black. It's a red maple leaf. It's the the the, the flag is red and white. It, the the blackness of these jerseys just kind of bugs me. But this is nothing new for Hockey Canada. They keep doing this. It looks like they're trying to hop on the Raptors kind of bandwagon. It looks exactly yeah. like a Raptors jersey, the red and black jersey versions. I like the red and black. I already have a red and white. To your point, if I was going to buy one, it would be the one that's different than the the jerseys I already have at home. But making this something is- different doesn't make it better. This is why the Blue Jays uh, changed their colors a couple years ago because there's there's research that shows like the the black jerseys, black hats sell really well. That's why the Blue Jays went to their weirdo uh, u- uniform and logo change you know, about twenty years ago. <laughs> well, black goes with everything, and also black, if you wear black, you slimming. are more you are statistically more likely to win whatever it is about black uniforms, really? black jerseys. That's true. Yeah. All right, just, wear, just wear the black ones. Whole more away. <laughs> yeah, I think they look really cool. I like the black ones with the red. It's not bad. I just like the red and white the best. It is the, the flaggiest. As long as the team wins a gold, they can wear whatever they want. Ka-ka! The Purple Avenger has a new show out on Disney Plus today. You're the a guy. Oh. What the hell are you? Come on, bud. I was setting up that audio clip here. I didn't. I've never heard him <laughs> called the purple. I'm like, who is purple? I'm thinking the Hulk. I'm like the purple Avenger. Hulk has purple pants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what? Hawkeye in the comics. He's all purple. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Is that, I, I grimace. <laughs> <laughs> they make him look a little darker, a little more brooding in yeah. the in the movies, but he's still got little hints of purple you're right, you're on right. him. Doesn't it didn't he? stick out to me. My bad. The Purple Avenger, his new show. <laughs> you're Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? Getting some good reviews, too. People oh, yeah? saying it's it's the most grounded Marvel show since uh, Daredevil, which, you know, I was a big fan of the Daredevil series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil, possibly returning to the role in the new Spider-Man movie, if the rumors are to be believed. Cool, cool. Um, possibly he makes an appearance in this. I don't know. I've heard. I've heard maybe a kingpin appearance in this series. Who knows what's real at hmm. this point? It has to be grounded though, because his powers are so grounded themselves. Like he's a he just shoots a bow, right? That's like he doesn't have any yeah. m- mystery powers or anything. He's just really accurate. They also say this show doesn't take itself too seriously. So I think there's a, a number of jokes about how Hawkeye is the lamest Avenger. There are a lot in the movies too. Yeah, he's always getting crap show. And it, it's true. Like in terms of if you, I don't think anybody, if they were asked which superpower would you choose if you could be any Avenger, anyone would say bow and arrow. Because like you just go to Canadian Tire and get them one. Yeah, I'm going with Invincible. Really strong flying would be a good one. Yeah, Not yeah. bow and arrow. <laughs> 
Show's supposed to be good, though. Here's another Marvel headline. Manny sent this one our way. Uh, Science shows massive Marvel plot hole. Thanos couldn't have snapped with a glove on. Huh? If you've ever seen Marvel in Avengers Infinity War, you probably recall the scene where antagonist Thanos has all of the Infinity Stones in his metal glove, and with a snap of his fingers, he wipes out half of the population of the universe. That scene sparked some drama at the Georgia Institute of Technology, where a biophysicist was skeptical about the realities of snapping with a glove on. I was like, there is no way Thanos can snap with that Infinity Gauntlet. The softness of your skin has something to do with the snap noise made by two fingers rubbing together. Did you know it's not It's not even the, um, technically, your fingers don't make the snap noise. It's when your finger hits yeah. the meaty part of your skin. You know that, right? Yeah, of course. What are they trying to prove? If I was an alumni at this university and they were spending their money on this crap, I would pull I don't, it immediately. I don't know if they're doing official research on it. Well, then what? Is, what? Is, he well, was just sitting there thinking about it while he was eating his lunch or something. <laughs> like no, that, well, he's smoking a joint and he tweeted about <laughs> it. <laughs> but I, I love that's where you draw the line. Yeah. He, you're okay with the guy. He gets angry. He turns into a big green monster. That's not a plot <laughs> yeah. hole. You're not warning kids about not getting bit by radioactive spiders. No. Have you seen Shang-Chi? Dragons are real, apparently. <laughs> but heaven forbid someone tries to snap with a glove on. This is so fake. This is where I draw the line. What a weekend to be a football fan in the Taz and Jim listening area. Of course, tomorrow, American Thanksgiving. That means there's three Thursday games starting at 12.30 p.m. with the Bears and the Lions. Then 4.30, you got the Raiders and the Cowboys. And the late game, pace yourself if you're watching football all day. Because I'm sure you want to see the Bills and the Saints. That's going to be a great one at 8.20 tomorrow night. Now, sticking with football, apparently they're tossing around the old pigskin and brace bridge, Ontario, Jim. Yeah, yeah, a couple fellows who just love football from Hamilton decided, oh, let's go up to northern cottage country with some footballs that may or may not be filled with cocaine and marijuana. Because Bracebridge OPP just released this photo, and it's uh, it's pretty wild how much stuff these guys had on. Basically, what happened? There's a there's a prison up there called Beaver Creek. It's in Gravenhurst, technically, and they were finding a lot of contraband in the facility in the last couple months. So they took, how's all this stuff getting in? Yeah, here? they're trying to figure it out. Investigation so, time. So the OPP set up like a sting operation around the prison, and we're like monitoring it. And they found these two guys. Uh, 21-year-old and 15-year-old, both from Hamilton, at 4 a.m., crossing the street near the prison with a bunch of contraband on them. And when I say a bunch of contraband, I'm talking, like, eight cell phones, uh, one, two, three, four, five, eight footballs that have been cut open and then duct-taped back shut, (laughs) uh, bags of cocaine, Kinder Surprise eggs that are cracked open, look to be filled with, I think, marijuana hash, maybe shrooms, it's kind of hard to tell, something organic. And a bunch of, like, uh, chatter mobile cards, basically. So they would stuff these footballs uh, with with whatever contraband, chuck them over the fence. Uh-huh. Prisoners would find them, take them inside, and do what they did with them. What an arm on that kid, though. 15 years old? He must have been a prospect. 21-year-old scout with his 15-year-old prospect. Uncle Rico. <laughs> <laughs> you got Uncle Rico up there in Bracebridge. It's funny. Yeah, you got the, the region football here. You got the Wilson CFL ball. Very nice. Hey, I'm not encouraging this kind of behavior, but I will say Canadian footballs, they're bigger. <laughs> 
They can hold more chatter, mobile phone cards. That's and, true. And whatever else you want to stuff in there. So <laughs> there's a there's definite advantage to using the CFL balls. Taking part in that sort of behavior. Mm-hmm. So the cops have arrested these two gentlemen. Yeah, they're they're due in court next year. And now they're becoming receivers inside the prison. True. I mean, with the football. Yeah, they went the from QB to receiver. Yeah, yes, they yes, were playing quarterback, and now they're catching mm-hmm. the footballs on the other side of the wall. So apparently Will Smith would barf anytime he'd have an orgasm, Jim. This is weird. Yeah, this is uh, from a, uh, a new memoir he's released. Uh, and he's talking about early in his career, he was in love with a lady uh, when he was like young, when he first blew up. And she broke up with him. He was heartbroken. Sorry, so, did you say blew up or blue chunks? <laughs> no, before he blew up famous-wise. Yeah, 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 before he became a household name. So he was said he was feeling down in the dumps, and then to get over it, he just started, because he was famous, started having sex with, like, everybody who offered, and he just, like, went wild. He, he called it in the memoir going full ghetto hyena and said he would have so much raucous sex that he would vomit from overstimulation. So like he was basically here's the quote. Up until this point in my life I had only had sex with one woman other than Melanie, but over the next few months I went full ghetto hyena. I would literally it would literally make me gag sometimes. In every case I thought, "Oh, I hope this beautiful stranger would be the one who would love me, who would make this pain go away." But invariably there I was, retching and wretched, sometimes vomiting. Um he says it was a psycho somatic reaction to having an orgasm. I've never heard this before. Neither have I, but it sounds like it's not overstimulation. It's more of like the the guilt of the situation and he knew he was dealing with his breakup wrong and he didn't want to be that guy who was sleeping with everybody, but he was still doing it, so he was disgusted with himself? I don't know what's going on. Maybe he was drinking too much while it was happening. Yeah, it would be a surprise. For some of those ladies, if you didn't know, if you didn't know a guy was a hurler, <laughs> yo, he's a hurler. He's a hurler. Yeah, I, I gave it to him so good, I made him puke. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of a you know a notch on the bedpost as a lady. Uh, Will Smith, we had sex for four hours last night. He threw up after <laughs> the Fresh Prince himself. Wasn't what so is, what, fresh when he was done. Why is Will Smith talking about his sex life still? Like the last time they went on television, him and his wife, they. Nobody asked for it, but they started talking about how Jada was cheating on him, and he like embarrasses himself. I don't know why why he feels felt necessary to talk about that in the memoir. I guess you're you're opening up and you're talking about you know well, people want to read and stuff like that. If, like, if you're reading a book about someone, you want these are juicy details. I, I this mean, is how you sell sell it. Juicy is not the best <laughs> use of words describing the situation, but. Yeah, you you want an intimate look at someone's life, and I agree, this is maybe a little too intimate. Yeah, it's it's weird, but I mean, if this is a therapeutic for him, and, he, and writing it is something he wants to talk about, more power to him. New uh, new trailer, new promo was released for the re, uh, reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They're doing like a drama, serious reboot. So you know uh, it'll be show. good. Listen to the new theme song here, Jim. This is a story all about how my life got flipped and turned upside down. That's 
say he's flipping, turning upside down too much, like a roller coaster. That's why he's puking. His stomach is flipping and turning upside down. Yeah, so a, definitely a different feel than the original. Why? Well, I, I think he's realized that there's an upside and a downside to success, and there's an upside and a downside when y- you go move to Bel Air and live with Uncle Phil. It's <laughs> sure. not all roses. And I guess if you make it a comedy, you can't top the original, so like, why bother trying? Make it a little bit different. Yeah. A uh, WWE wrestling fan crossed the line this mm-hmm. week, Jim. And he's wearing red pants, bright red pants. This was uh, Monday Night Raw, I believe, in Brooklyn. Seth Rollins... I don't really watch wrestling anymore. I used to love it, but he's one of the big names in wrestling in the WWE, and he's like walking up the ramp after a match is already over, and some guy comes running out from behind the audience wearing bright red pants, like full tilt near the top of the ramp, and spears him, and he goes uh, flying, and then security jumps in, and the crowd's like filming it, and they're confused. They don't know if it's a wrestler, part of a gimmick, or if it's uh, somebody from the crowd, but they slowly start realizing it here. Here comes the guy around the corner. Sounds like a big hit. See, oh, that's a fan. That's a fan. Yeah. So then then the refs like jump on and like multiple security guards jump in there. Do you think the guy was looking for his shot? Like, is he in good shape? Aspiring wrestler? He's a big fella. He doesn't look like he's uh, in, in great shape necessarily, but a big guy. He's at the WWE match. Like, he must be a fan and thinking like, you know, this is my time to shine. If I if I spear this guy well enough, maybe they'll be like... They'll like, give me a job. We talk about this all the time. It's like maybe I, you know, when a hacker hacks into IBM, that IBM gives him a job. Uh-huh. But this happened once. I, my hometown, Mitchell, had like a Dragon Boat Festival for the longest time. It got canceled because people got too hammered uh, after like four or five years. Case in point, they one day for the wrestler, for the entertainment, they hired these amateur wrestlers to show up and like do a show at three in the afternoon. And two random guys that were a little older than me, but I went to high school with, ran up into the ring while and tried to fight the wrestlers. Well, they didn't. They didn't think that far ahead. They like they were like, "Let's go in the ring," and they got in the ring, and then they just stood there and they're like looking at each other. And then the wrestlers start actually like punching them and kicking them, and then they go to roll out of the ring. Guy kicks them in the ribs, and then they run out. They got kicked out of the event. But yeah, the wrestlers, rightfully so, hate it when people do that, and it happens. Every once in a while, you got to make an example of them. Mm-hmm. You get in the ring, you got to kick, kick Wrestling and punch. It's real, <laughs> that, yeah. That's when it's not fake anymore. Yeah. Do we know is this guy arrested? Charged? He's arrested. I don't know what the charges are, but the cops got him. He's, his name's like Eliash something. He's just some random guy. There's no real backstory to him. He's just a random fan, I guess. Vince McMahon did not give him a contract. It'd be funny if they did, and then just beat the crap out of him on the stage, <laughs> and then fired him the next day. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.